Today, we'll choose an EV for a guy interested in the Kia EV6, but worried about reliability, a woman replacing her Toyota Prius, and a family looking for a mid-sized vehicle that's good for road tripping. Hello, and welcome to Battery Bargains, a series from the Batteries Included podcast, where we answer your EV buying questions. This is episode number 16. I'm Dominic Yoni, and I am joined today by Martin Lee from the EV News Daily podcast, and Tom Malogny. Senior editor at Inside EVs and host of the YouTube channel State of Charge. Uh, now, if you're looking for your own battery bargain, emails with your use case and budget. Please keep your emails to a couple short paragraphs so we can get through as many as possible each week. And we'll see about featuring your case on an upcoming episode. All right, so this kicks us off with our first case for the day. And to be transparent, we've paraphrased these emails a bit for length and clarity. So are you guys ready to spend somebody else's money? Here we go. Let's do All it. All right. So our first email comes to us from Mike, and he writes, Hi, everyone. Can we discuss EV reliability? I'm looking for an efficient wagon slash hatchback slash SUV, and a Kia EV6 seems like a great deal, with used prices in the mid-30s. In the last episode, Kyle talked about software and electronic issues with the Ionic 5 and 6, and there were plenty of forum posts about EV6 stuck in dealerships while they've tried to figure out how to fix it. I like to keep my cars for a long time, so I'm, I'm nervous about an EV that will be an expensive brick in 7 to 10 years. So Tesla build quality is universally panned, but the software and drivetrain seem to work well. So is Tesla currently the only reliable EV option? There are a lot of reasons I prefer the EV6 to the Model Y, styling, ventilated seats, actual buttons, dashboard, no Elon, but the reliability issue has me worried. I, I guess I can just keep my Prius for another three years and see what the market looks like then, dot, 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 Mike. All right, so this is a interesting case. Uh, reliability uh, with the uh, with the Kia EV6, which sits on the eGMP platform that it shares with the Hyundai Ioniq 5 and the Hyundai Ioniq 6. Um, I don't know. What do we know about EV6 reliability, um, Tom? We're waiting to see who you choose first. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, it does Sorry. seem like they, uh, the uh, Kia and Hyundai vehicles are having... Uh, say slightly more reliability issues than some of the other brands out there. I know EV6 had some uh, 12 volt battery issues, right? That they're still dealing with. Uh, I don't think that's has been resolved just yet. If you look at the forums, people still seem to be having issues with those. Um, but you know, to your question of is Tesla the only brand making reliable EVs? No, they're not definitely. I've owned 11 different electric vehicles. Very few problems with any of my EVs. I have no problem with my Ford F-150 Lightning now. I've had it for a year and a half. I have 18,000 miles on it. Uh, my Rivian's never had any issues um, other than I had a, a, a problem with one upon delivery uh, that just something didn't pass quality control or pass quality control, and they came out and fixed it in my driveway first week I owned it. Um, so, yeah, there's a lot of reliable EVs out there, but with anything, you're going to have – you could potentially have problems. Teslas have problems. We, you know, there's, you know, we, we've seen a lot of Tesla suspension issues and there's things that Tesla's being accused of knowing that they're having problems and, and shipping the vehicles with them because they just needed to get them out the door. So even with Tesla, you're not uh, guaranteed to have uh, you know, a perfect ownership experience, but their vehicles do seem to be generally reliable. I've owned two Teslas and I really had very few problems with them other than the initial 
delivery issues that um, I had corrected. Uh, and uh, after that, I really didn't have any problems at all. Uh, so it seems like, you know, for your specific needs based on your letter there, um, you know, a Tesla Model Y might be the right choice for you. You know, you, it just seems like it fits what you need. Uh, it, it is generally a reliable vehicle, but there are other reliable vehicles out there. The funny thing is, I I was really, as uh, before you really seemed to stress the, the quality issue, when I, when I read it, I said, you know, I almost would recommend an Ionic 5 to this person, but um, that seems to be something that's high in your list, and they have had some issues, so... I'm probably going to stick with the Y. It seems like one of the few vehicles that you seem interested in, and uh, you can't go wrong. It's a good vehicle. It's a reliable vehicle. I have plenty of friends that own them. They all love them. So that that might be the right way to go. Your initial instinct might be right with that one. Right on. So, Martin, do you have any thoughts? Yeah, I wouldn't worry about your car being an expensive brick, first of all, because it's, it's one of the world's biggest car makers, Hyundai, Kia, Genesis are not going anywhere anytime soon. If you if you said to us you were going to buy a Vinfast, you know, again, massive company, very well-funded, hugely rich billionaire owner, will probably be around in, in 30 years. We'd say, well, we don't have any experience of that, really. But Kia, over the, the, the course of the last 20 or 25 years here, have completely changed, you know, their image from very cheap, unreliable knockabout cars to very desirable cars like the ev6 so will it be an expensive brick no will your car get bricked to use that phrase well it seems like the forums are still talking about 12 volt problems many of our regular viewers know that i had a hyundai kona for a year and twice the battery failed and both times i mentioned this on a previous podcast uh when uh, when out of spec dave joined us and i stuck a multimeter across the 12 volt and it was just dead. It was just, it was what I would call bricked. It was like four or five volts on a, because it should be about 13 point something volts. Mm-hmm. We call it the 12 volt battery. Um, and I recharged it and it was fine. And then the car worked fine for another six months. So I let the new owner know that when we sold the car and said, look, this happened twice. So, because it is disconcerting because nothing in the car works because when you zap the key or anything like that, or you want to try and, you know, both times for me, I was charging the car. It was plugged into the, the, uh, my wall charger and you can't get that out because it locks the pin locks in into the connector. And so the car is dead and you've got to, you, you've got to use the physical key to get in, pop the bonnet and either attach a jump pack or something to it. I've read the forums and some people have had success going back to Hyundai. This is particularly with the Kona that I investigated and saying this is a warranty issue and I want a new battery done. It's the first three, you know, 12 volts shouldn't go in the first three years. Also, if you look at Tesla more recently, they've moved away from 12 volt batteries to, um, you know, sort of lead acid batteries and they've moved over to lithium ion batteries to run the 12 volt systems. That's probably for good reason as well. So the, the EV6 does seem to have these issues on the forums i don't see it a lot you know we're not getting our door banged down week in week out from ev6 owners going these cars are terrible so i think that's fine I did read about a thing recently with the ionic 5 the sister car um where it has a coolant flush at thirty-five thousand miles which i didn't realize obviously has to be done by very highly trained you would think main dealer Th- three years thirty-five thousand miles it was battery coolant flush I'd never heard of that before. 
Um, no one's ever talked to me about it, and it seems expensive. You know, perhaps $800 in some places. So um, uh, have a look into things like this that could affect your long term. It doesn't have, my point being, that's not on the Kia EV6 service schedule. Mm. So, um, so again, one of those things that, you know, if you didn't replace the coolant, would the battery stop working? No. Is it probably out of an abundance of caution? Probably yes. Um, but it's a thing to think about with Arnic 5, you're buying that secondhand, um, which I didn't realize. So I know I wouldn't worry about it at all. To Thomas' point, if you want to get a Tesla, bearing in mind the Model Y is the biggest selling EV in the world last year, big selling passenger car in the world, there is a hugely installed uh, user base and mm-hmm. uh, of, of third-party parts as well. So if you are worried about obsolescence, then you can insulate yourself the most by buying a Tesla because even if Tesla went bust tomorrow, they won't, um, there's going to there's gonna be a community that keeps those cars running forever. Right. I would just add too, this the Tesla Model Y is built in, in Texas at the newest Gigafactory and it's probably got the best... Uh, or at least as good, maybe probably even maybe even better than than China's first, like the build quality there during the big mega castings, and uh, I think that makes for just a more solid car. Some people do uh, say that it could be possibly more expensive to repair if you're in a fender bender or not, but but I'm I'm not you know that's what insurance is for, and same with uh, you know bricking your car. You, you have insurance, you have warranties. So I mean, you could get stuck with a with a with an EV6 in the dealership getting the battery changed. But then, but at least with the lead acid batteries, uh, you know, people say like in a Tesla they're good for like two years tops. Which I mean, I had mine for longer than that, like four years. But there's plenty of people, especially in the south and the in the hotter part of the country, where they have to replace their 12 volts, their lead acid ones at least. Uh, every two years so uh, and looking in the EV6 forum real quick I saw that there was a quick poll about you know people having problems and there was you know well over half had no problems whatsoever but there were of course were some you know 12 volt battery complaints and a few other uh, you know mods and ends but when you look at forums people like you know we'll, we'll talk about their issues the problems a lot more than we'll talk about oh this is like the best experience ever no problems they, they don't usually go onto a forum to tell people that we're having no problems right <laughs> are we all in, in agreement that the the option of keeping your prius for three more years is not the right it, option i mean i i, I don't want <laughs> i'm not i'm not a huge prius fan what what's that tom I think you're muted. It might be the most economically sound decision because unless you have a, your car is really falling apart, mm-hmm. it's, it's true. usually the the you know financially the best decision to hold on to your car longer unless it, it's really starting to break down a lot. So if it, this is purely a financial play, you know, which doesn't sound like it is, the the thing would be to keep the Prius. But sounds like you're ready to move on to uh, a new vehicle, and uh, you know. I think Model Y would be a great fit for you. There's yeah, never e- going to be a good time to buy a car, though, is there? Like, there's always going to be. It's like buying a computer or, or a, a, a phone. There's right. always well, the next latest. A lot, we get a lot of emails saying, oh, I've got a deposit in for the Volvo EX30. And hmm. that is that. It's a surprising amount, actually. Um, and it, you know, that is, I think, at the minute, the big shiny thing on the horizon. But the minute that's out, there'll be a new big shiny thing on the horizon. True. You know, if you put off the purchase of an EV. Um, it, as Tom says, financially, you might actually be better off. But if you are into 
driving electric cars and you want to experience this 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 shift that we go through then uh then you know hanging on is is not going to do a lot for you and i suspect he'll enjoy driving an ev6 or a tesla model y a lot more than the prius no I'm just, about that. just saying i'm just i don't know maybe it's just me maybe i'm biased slightly but I don't know. Prius is just not that exciting a vehicle to drive, in my experience. Well, the new one's pretty good. The new one's pretty decent, but <laughs> that's not what he has. Yeah. The new one is pretty decent. I will give it that. That's true. Yeah, I, I wouldn't hate on anybody for choosing to go Prius, like plug in, plug in Prius Prime, basically. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But uh, yeah, this we should move on to our next one, I guess. Uh, our next case comes to us from Adam, who sent us an email and says, "Hello from Adam in Los Angeles. My wife has a." 2011 Prius, oh, again, with about 60,000 miles that she's be interested in replacing with an EV. Her use case is occasionally driving around a 40-mile radius from our home, but most trips are eight miles or less. She works from home and doesn't road trip. We're not new to EVs. I had a Chevrolet Volt with a V uh, from 2013 to 20, 2021 and a Tesla Model Y Performance from December of 2021 we have a 48 amp open evse brand unit that's a like a wall charger uh, which has j1772 handle currently but might change it to nax that's the north american charging standard from tesla if if wife ends up getting the tesla so we'd like to keep purchase price around thirty-five thousand or below used car is also okay areas important are cost of repair vehicle simplicity safety, reliability, and no monthly fees for extra bells or whistles. Areas of less importance, tech, vehicle size, uh, I think she likes something around the Prius size, style, not important so much, and level two or DC charging speed, not super important. So, so that's a interesting little case here. Yeah, really doesn't need a whole lot of fancy tech and, and the longer version of the email she mentioned, or the, uh, the Adam mentions that she doesn't, even use the, like the Bluetooth in her, in her Prius now. So, you know, tech is not too, super important. What do you think, Tom? There's a lot of EVs, especially since they're considering used also mm. with 35,000. Mm. I mean, Kia Nero and, and not, you know, say style and tech isn't really important or charging speed. Uh, Nero, uh, Kona, how about a mm-hmm. Bolt EV? That 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 would that would absolutely work. That's you know doesn't charge fast, doesn't really have a lot of tech in it, has questionable styling, <laughs> things things that you're not really in love with. Uh, uh, you know, I'll throw out my um, uh, the car that I like to bring up whenever I can. A used BMW i3. Um, you know, I, that that maybe be pushing it a little bit on the tech, but um, you know, it doesn't really charge particularly fast. She doesn't drive far. I mean, no. we're kind of a lot of Spark EV. A used Spark EV would work for 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 her with, with the uh, the the low mileage that she puts on. So, almost anything would um uh would would, would seems to work for for her. So, um, but then again, you know, he's talking about maybe ending up with a Tesla, and that way doesn't have to worry about having two different. Uh, uh you know uh, uh handles in in the garage but if he does replace the open evse and um 
gets a used vehicle or a vehicle for his wife with JC1772, he can get the Tesla universal wall connector that I have right here behind me. And then you could use that for, for all your, for, for both vehicles, for your Tesla. Um, it, it seems like uh, he still has, no, he doesn't still have the Model Y, the performance. No, he has it since. Yeah, he still has, has the Model, yeah, still has the model yeah, Y. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so, so he still has the Model Y. So yeah, I mean, uh, it's almost hard for me to steer you, Adam, because there's so many vehicles that work for, for her. Let her take a look at a Kona, at a Nero. Um, we almost never recommend, I mean, I almost, almost we rarely recommend Leafs, but, you know, a Leaf would even work for her. She's talking yeah. about charging speed doesn't matter. A Bolt, even a BMW, a used BMW i3. You could pick up a really nice one of those. Late model with good range. Um, get the BEV. She doesn't need the Rex. And the, the BEV units have almost no problems of the I, uh, for the i3s. The i3s that seem to have some sort of service issues, typically the ones with the range extenders. But the BEVs are incredibly reliable. So, I mean, the sky's the limit. Um, show, you know, show your wife a bunch of different EVs and let her pick out the one she likes best. Yeah, or, yeah. I was going to say, if you could take the i3, but you can't really take an i3 for a test drive right now because they're not sold new anymore. But, yeah. Martin, you have any yeah, suggestions? Yeah, oh, you can rent true. one for a day or... That's true. Um, yeah. Uh, I, I was trying to think of cars that, as Tom says, they're 35 grand and and you've not given us a, a huge restriction. Almost anything. There's very <laughs> little. And we you know we only don't reckon, recommend the Leaf because of, of Chatamo and road tripping. But if that's not an issue, then, of course, that means that the prices are more competitive. So I was thinking, what's a car that we very rarely recommend... And I can't think of the last time we recommended uh, the Volvos, like the XC40 or the C40. And again, used under 35 grand. Um, they were 50 grand cars new, and you don't mind buying new. And that's a car that, you know, you mentioned safety in your email. So, of course, you've got the legendary Volvo safety on that. But equally, um, you said, well, tech's not that important. And actually, that you know, they are quite techy inside. Not not overly, by the way. That big screen is not scary. Um but it would that, it would stay up to date over the next. That, sorry for interrupting, Martin. Is that Android based in the Volvo yeah. like it is in the Polestar? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So again, if your wife has an Android phone, by the way, that's going to be a very seamless experience mm. for her to get. And you can have different profiles. So you, if you get in, you know, you can have your profile. She can have hers. I'm, you know, personally, I'm an iPhone. No, I'm split actually. I've got the iPhone, iPad, I, you know, and the watch. But then again, all my work is done on PC. Um, and all my editing and things like that, but, but I still got a Gmail address, uh, which I, you know, which I use in Android cars, and um, and that is going to be very, very simple for you. Very, in if you got, if she, if she has an Android phone, it's going to be very integrated. If she wants to navigate somewhere, uh, you know, you can do that on your desktop or your phone the night before, and uh, and send it to the car, so she gets in. Uh, and it's and it's the, it's their waiting, which is you know which is quite nice and seems. But you say the tech isn't important to her, so I, that that's a car that we don't recommend so often, um, for no good reason actually. Sometimes it's 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 that that car, uh, the that because it's built on a platform which also has the plug-in hybrid and the combustion cars as well. It's not a pure play EV, and the original XC40s, C40s, Polestars weren't the most efficient. So again, if you're looking to get the, you know, rinse the most miles out of a car, 
you know, you don't want to drive that deep into the pack. You know, when it's five or six percent, you're going to start to see some performance limiting there to the point of almost being a little bit dangerous on the highway. Uh, you won't do 70 miles an hour at the bottom of the pack. Um, none of these things are an issue. So have a look at the Volvo XC40 because you mentioned safety. All right. That sounds like a decent. I like that. I like that Volvo suggestion. That's pretty good, actually. Um, yeah. Maybe I've been spending too much time with uh, Tom or something. I don't know. But my, the, my mind just went to the uh, BMW i3, like battery only. So I did a little bit of looking, you know, 2021, I just looked for the, like the last year they made them, but so it's got the biggest battery and probably the lower, lower miles on the internet. Like, so here's one, it's a little bit high at $31,000. It's in your budget, but it's still a bit high compared to some of the other ones, but it's only 6,200 miles on it. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure how the, I don't think they're that techy inside this. I don't know. I haven't really spent a whole lot of time in the BMW i3, but uh, Tom has, uh, I don't know. Is it super techy in there, Tom? It might have been in 2014 when it first came out. <laughs> you know, no, it's not super techy. It's okay. you know, it's 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 pretty simple. Um, right. And uh, like I said, you want to maybe go for the 120 amp hour, as as you yeah. see up there on that list. Battery, that's the largest battery size. Yeah. And uh, you know what? You know, 130, 140 miles of range, um, and which is again way more than what you need. Only 50 kilowatt DC fast charging speed. That doesn't matter to you. Level right. two speed, it actually does well. Um, you know, it's it's it, it'll charge it pretty quickly because the battery's not that big. Uh, and uh, you know, I mean, I I love the the i threes and they're great little run around cars. Great outward vision, easy to park, um, great for a runner. My wife still misses our i threes just for really tooling, running around town and everything. Yeah, she still misses it. And uh, she, my, my wife likes the Bolt. She drives the Bolt, but she says it's not the i three. You know, the i three. Just Why is drove that? so much better, and there was better outward vision. Yeah, and, uh, I, I see rear-wheel drive for one. Yeah. That's the thing she, I like about the dynamics of it more than the Bolt. But I do it. like the Bolt. My wife still talks about our i3s. Yeah. Visibility is good driving that. And it, yeah. You feel yeah. glass. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, and it's so, the that, steering and everything. It's just so tossable. Like it yeah. just it wants to just dart around. Um, right. Great little around town car. What about repair? Because it was, there wasn't a lot in this email that for us to get right. out. The cost of repair, it though, it makes me think maybe a Nissan Leaf might be the better idea, though. Well, and I was going to ask before we move on, Tom, is, is, have you come across any of those issues around the i3? Because because it is, I think, still space age technology yeah. in terms of if the cost of repairability. It is a vehicle out of production now. It is right. a sunset vehicle. Sure. So, so you know, as far as like repairability in an accident. It would it, it's expensive and they total easily because of the carbon fiber frame. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, they're very safe though. I had a really bad accident one. I got T-bone. A woman hit me in the, the side uh, driver's side door going like 45 miles an hour. Just, just ran a red light through an intersection and just T-boned me. Right. And um, I was totally fine. The car actually, you know, gave itself up because the carbon fiber was 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 uh, was was cracked down the center of the frame. But um, really safe car. Uh, but as far as like repairing other items, uh, the BEVs are so simple, you, you know, they, that really things don't go on them. Uh, I mean, things can break like your air conditioning, compressor, and things like that. But, I mean, that, that would be, you know, the same as, as, as an ice car or well, BMW, which perhaps has higher cost to repair. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, everything I've known, and I'm, I know a lot of people in the i3 community, the i3s are very reliable. The ones that seem to have maintenance issues are the ones with the range extenders, and that's why I'm not recommending you get one. You don't need one for the the little amount of miles you drive. Right on. All right, uh, let's move on to our last email. 
of the day, and that comes to us from Thomas. He writes, Hi there. I live in a Dallas-Fort Worth, Texas suburb, and I'm considering my first EV. It will replace a 2016 Honda Civic EX, and I prefer uh, sedans and hatchbacks. I could possibly go for a crossover. My wife's BMW X3 is too large for my taste. I can install a charger at home, but we do sometimes drive 600 miles from us, from us so DC charge speed is important, and range should be at least uh, 250 miles around. I'm not a fan of the Kia or Hyundai brands, but am interested in the refreshed Tesla Model 3. I liked Volvo EX30, but the back seat looks too small for our growing daughter. Volkswagen ID7 seems promising, but lacks uh, North American charging standard, NAX, from Tesla, and is too long. I'd, I'd like it to keep the length close to 182 inches. That's about the length of the Honda Civic he's replacing. Uh, safety features are are also a worry, or also, uh, I messed up my, my transcription here. Uh, uh, but he worries about a glass roof because of hail and heat, and the budget ceiling is $50,000. That's a big budget. Thanks, Thomas. All right, Tom. So not too long, I said the sedan, possibly a hatchback, with a great range and good charging speed, good road tripper. What, what, what comes to mind? So, I mean, you know, it's it's hard to bet against Tesla with, yeah. with road tripping. It really mm-hmm. is. It is. Uh, you know, 600-mile drives. Uh, you know, it's it's if, if that's a big, important play, it's difficult uh, to bet against Tesla. You know, and uh, I, I know so many people say how these vehicles lack knacks. Um, I, th- I think people are worrying too much about that. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, you'll, you'll be able to have access – to the Tesla network with with adapters that are going to cost less than two hundred dollars. So you know the the fact that the vehicle doesn't have NACs on it, I, I wish people wouldn't be too worried about that because it's not going to perform any better with it with a different charge inlet. You know, and there's the adapters are readily available for level one, level two. So um, that's really not something I think people are focusing too much on it. They're thinking that their cars will like you know will suddenly charge as well as Tesla's do immediately, you know, um, and that that's not going to be the case. But in, in any event, it, it seems like a Tesla might work for this person. Um, you know, the, the glass roof issues you worry about, you're going to get a glass roof with the Teslas. Um, so that, that's coming. And a, a lot of the other EVs have them standard. Some of them, they're optional. Um, I, I don't have a list of which ones automatically come with the glass roof versus which ones are optional. Um, I'm not sure... Um, the Mustang Mach-E, uh, re- I don't know if you need all-wheel drive, but the rear-wheel drive, long-range one that has over 300 miles of range, um, doesn't have great DC fast charging. It's not terrible, up to 80%, um, which is typically your, you're going to be your target uh, when you're on a, on a road trip. And, you know, I, I also think that for some people that do occasional road trips, they focus too much on the on the DC fast charge speed. If if you're traveling really far, far for work and it's important because you're on a time frame, that's one thing. But when you do a road trip, sit back and relax a little. If it's an extra 15 minutes at a charging station to charge a Tesla a vehicle to to 80 percent that it took you to charge a Tesla, 20 minutes tops, you know, uh, more then you. What that means is you know, relaxing and sipping your coffee a little bit slower and just taking a little bit more time. I, I think, uh, you know, and, and I'm, I'm 
it's funny that I'm saying that because I'm the guy always talking about charging speed and how this vehicle charge better than others. And I do that just to really explain it to people. But I think I have to spend more time talking when I do these videos about how it really, you know, unless you're going to be using DC fast chargers all the time, if the car charges a little bit slower than another car, it's not that big of a deal. I mean, it is for like a guy like Kyle that puts, I mean, it, the guy literally puts like 10,000 to 15,000 miles a month on his cars, you know, but normal humans like us put like a thousand miles a month on our cars. So, you know, it, 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 and, and, and aren't, don't spend that much time at DC fast chargers. So Tesla might be the best vehicle for you. Um, but, um, you know, you want a long, uh, long range car, the, the rear wheel drive, the big battery Mach-E's do, do really well on road trips. And, um, they charge a little bit slower, but I wouldn't let that hold me back. What you got, Martin? So you want a hatchback or a sedan, but you want the big miles, and we start to buff up a little bit against physics here because you can't have a smaller car that does a long range. You, know, you don't get a Honda e or a Fiat 500 that does 300 miles. And so you need to get a slightly bigger vehicle if you want the bigger range apart from if you want to go for a tesla because they are more efficient but um if you if you like your wife's bmw and the experience of it well then the i4 is just a little bit longer than you said you said you want to keep the you know the, the length down to i think it's 185 inches or something and i think that the you know, the i4 is uh you mentioned 182 inches that's it so 182 and the i4 is 185 so if we can that's, um, that's fine yeah if we can uh, if we can argue about uh the uh the, the small difference then the i4 uh the extra it's the it's the uh the extra 40 the spec the, that's going to get the most miles on that i forget but anyway uh, it wouldn't be if you can get the two-wheel drive version if you get that where you are uh, you're going to get more miles same as the new polestar so the new polestar that came out the recently refreshed one there's a they've moved the single motor from front wheel drive to rear wheel drive in the proper place and uh, they've also decontented it a little bit to get the price down so that does mean that you can find the pulse the new polestar two-wheel drive with the bigger battery with big miles you can get the tin roof if you want so you haven't got to have the fancy pants glass roof and then you can always add on some specs to get it what you want so otherwise because the pulsar is going to come with a glass roof a lot of new evs are going to come with the panoramic glass roof because it's a very desirable feature for many people but you can get the polestar now in base spec but rear wheel drive big miles and then again with the polestar you're going to get that that hatchback and that's i'm sure that's the that i think the polestar is shorter than the bmw i4 but uh i don't know with 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 what you've said then i'll have a look at the i4 because i keep seeing them around and i just think i think they look so good and to, to echo tom's point as well if you occasionally drive 600 miles if you have destination charging where you're going to uh, that's a two-stop road trip, which I think for 600 miles to do two stops, to do 200 miles, stop, 200 miles, stop, 200 miles, destination charge overnight, for, you know, it's a hotel or a relative, fully charge your battery, leave again. Destination charges changes road tripping as well. Uh, then I think you are you're going to have a, a, a pleasant time. I, you know, yes, you can push the miles. You don't like the, unfortunately, the the Korean cars because you're going to get some good mileage out of the Neos and uh, Neros and Konas, but you don't like the, you, you kind of ruled those out. But um, yeah, I wouldn't worry if it if it was if it was week in week out and it's going to bug you, then go for a Tesla. If it's an occasional road trip, yeah, I echo what Tom says. Enjoy it. 
Um, if the charge is a full one, you get there. Don't stress. Just charge when you can, and hopefully it's all. You know, both of those suggestions I've given you, you're going to charge at 150 kilowatts plus um, peak rate anyway. At least if you arrive with a low state of charge, uh, and you'll be off on your way before you've even finished your coffee and your snacks. Yeah, I, li- I like that new Polestar 2 uh, recommendation, Martin. That's pretty good, actually. It's got... Uh, yeah, hard to well, find a tin top, isn't it? Oh, that part, I'm not sure. I mean, so... No, I mean, it's hard to find an EV these days with a with a, uh, with a a tin roof. Like, there's so many big glass right. roofs on EVs. Right, but I mean... I, I, so I'm a fan of the glass roof thing, but I understand it's not for everyone. But you can buy for 100 bucks or less uh, sunshades for... For the Teslas, a lot of, some manufacturers have them already inside. I'm not sure. I think does Volkswagen have uh, closable sunshades in theirs? I almost think they do. Yeah, we should recommend the ID4 more. Actually, yeah, I'm, I was well, I was just thinking. So the ID, the 2024 ID4 rural drive is going to have 291 miles of range, I think, and it should be relatively. Uh, you know, you should be able to get that. I think, but it only comes out in March. So you might have to wait a little bit if you, you know, if you if you want to buy one right away. That's not available yet. But that oh, Polestar- and they sorry to interrupt. They just uh, announced this week, didn't they? That the uh, end of last week, that the new ones coming out of uh, where's the factory, Chattanooga, Ch- Chattanooga, uh, mm-hmm. with the SK on battery, and now tax credit seven and a half grand. Oh, uh, you get the incentive. So there was, I miss they, that. I miss that news. Yeah, the end of last week. I saw the. I'll, I'll see if I can find it. That's a big deal. Yeah, heck, that's my de- that's that's my decision made right there. I do have actually the uh, Model Three down here as well, uh, the Tesla Model Three Highland long range. It's like forty five nine ninety, uh, three hundred forty one miles of EPA range, and yeah, just get that sunshade for heat. If you get the Tesla, you can buy the sunshade from Tesla, and of course, like hail. I mean, insurance is going to cover that. You know, there's not really a whole lot you can do. If you have a tin roof, it's going to you know, really decrease the, the value of your vehicle. And the, unless you, I don't know, it's just getting insurance. And, you know, if, if the glass gets cracked, it's easily replaced. It's probably easier to replace a cracked glass than it is like a, like a golf ball roof, you know, I guess. I don't know. So, yeah, I think, uh, but I, I, looking at my choices, yeah. ID4 is going to be like the one just because it's a good price uh, with that $7,500 tax incentive if that's happening. And rural drive has got plenty of power and a super great turning radius for, for driving around town. You'll enjoy that. And you did mention Volkswagen, the ID7. This is going to be you know shorter than that, of course. Um, not a sedan, but it's not like a full-blown SUV either. It's just a crossover. Uh, yeah, here we go. Volkswagen ID4 with SK on battery components, eligible for full seventy five hundred dollar tax credit in twenty twenty four. That's amazing great news. Great, that deal. is amazing news. I think so. That starts right. MSRP thirty eight nine nine five. So you haven't got. You can go. You know, from your budget as well, go up a little bit, and you're going to get a great, great, uh, great spec. Right. Yeah, and a backseat room f- for the growing daughter. I think should be fine. Get the hatchback. So that's that. You wanted that hatchback uh, practicality. mm Hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm sold. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so I think is that is that pretty much it for this week? Okay. So that brings us to the end of our show. If you have any questions or comments, uh, please leave them below or get in touch with us on the social media platform of your choice. Don't forget, if you like the show, please give us a thumbs up. If you didn't like the show, please give us a thumbs up. Uh, click that 
bell icon for notifications and subscribe. Thank you all very much for joining us, and we'll see you all again next time. Ciao.